0: Well, the Comic Con is over, but the toy goodness continues, which is really just a nice way of saying that we're still buying crap and so we better justify it by talking about it on a podcast. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 128, for the week of Wednesday, the 6th of August, 2014. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben, and this episode is brought to you by
1: Raid Collections and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the Bowen Designs Mojo statue, and our discussion topic is the San Diego Comic Con 2014 final roundup.
0: are you not too bad not too bad really too i heard you're a bit no. under the weather
1: ah oh, you know you,
0: you know just got to power on power on man yeah, yeah.
1: it's just yeah. one of those winter things i think
0: herpes flare up yeah yeah, yeah. I hate it when yeah, that
1: happens yeah. in a bath of kerosene later actually <laughs> <Yuck. laughs> it's just um it's one of those crazy winter weeks last week where we had the highs and the lows we had days where there wasn't a cloud in the sky. The sun was out. And, and while it was winter and, you know, there wasn't a lot of heat in the sun, it was just beautiful outside. And then within days, we had rain. We had um, some of the highest winds we've had in years, roofs and things like that. It was uh, pretty major wind warnings and things. And I uh, had the opportunity to pick up Miss Fire from school and we were driving home in the car and I said, you know, did you get to play outside at lunch today? And she said, yep, yep. We went outside. And I said, it was windy, wasn't it? She said, it was very windy. And she said, but it was okay because I was a superhero. And I said, you are a superhero? She said, yep. And I said, oh, so were you Supergirl? Nope. Were you Wonder Woman then? Nope. Really? Well, who were you then? Can't blow over, girl. (coughs)
0: I thought,
1: ah, oh, I've got a, a Closet Legion fan here.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a um, fantastic Legion power, actually. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I want to join the subs. It, that's yeah. the one, yeah. Arm fall-off boy yeah, Can't Can't blow over, girl. <laughs> so, I yes, that it. was
1: her superhero name, which she thought was quite apt, because um, despite hard as it, uh, as hard as it tried, the wind couldn't blow her over, apparently. I love it.
0: Yes. How are you, Mr. Travelling Man? Yeah, I'm good. I've had a lovely week at home. Um which is all good. It's been a big couple of weeks um, just with work travel and family stuff, but two things worthy of note. Uh, one is that my local comic shop, All Star Comics here in Melbourne, won the Eisner Award for Spirit of Comics Retailing at San Diego Comic-Con. Right. Which is utterly awesome and totally well-deserved because Mitch and Troy who run that place are just fantastic people who not only do a great job of running a comic shop, but do a fantastic job of really building the community and contributing to really not just the comics community but the kind of whole art community in in Melbourne, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, knowing them and knowing the vision that they had when they started their shop, it's just great to see that happening. So I'm super happy for them and proud of them and all those good things. Well done, guys. Yeah. And um, something cool is about to happen to us, which is that we are about to hit 10,000 likes on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, I know. It's pretty uh, bizarre, isn't it? I know, and I think that there's only, you know, only about like 8,000 of those are me, so the, you know, I know, so there must be like actually over a 1,000 people actually like us now. Um, So Probably by the time you listen to this, we will have already given away a groovy prize, which is a awesome brand new Black Canary bombshell statue from DC Collectibles. Wow! Yeah, um, but if not, just check out our Facebook page uh, in case because there's a little thing that you can comment on to go in the draw to win. And once we hit ten thousand, someone random will win it.
1: So, is there any fine print uh, that says I can't win? Yeah, there is. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, good yeah. luck to everybody else then. And fuck you.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about, you know, AFB podcast hosts, their relatives and their pets are not eligible to enter. Yeah. 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 Pretty much covered everything there, I hope.
1: Uh, well, I'll just go and buy my own using my AFB salary.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> awesome. You might be able to afford the. um. Uh, lid of the box. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those, those packing peanuts that um, you know, <laughs> yeah. supported its journey.
0: Yeah. Well, I was sorry to um, miss out on the uh, Comic-Con news r- extravaganza episode last week um, due to a prior commitment, although I do feel like I lived it having to <laughs> edit it all, um, but i uh, we are going to get a chance a little bit later on to just kind of debrief on yeah. the whole thing. So I haven't missed out completely, which is good. Yeah. Um, but kudos, particularly to you and Adam, who managed to survive till the end of the episode.
1: That was that was monstrous. Like I mean, th- there was news that we left out because there was just uh, so too much, much to do. The show would have run for four hours. Yeah.
0: So <laughs>
1: That was a pretty pretty epic reveals. I
0: think. Oh, it was. Yeah. Well, it would be good to kind of talk about it and what yeah. we think in terms of highlights, lowlights, etc. But uh, we've got, obviously, our usual things to get through first, so I think we should get started with some articulated news. Centurion! Power
1: extreme! And machine! Evil Doc Terror and Hacker battle Centurions, Max Ray and Ace McCloud. The Centurions call for more powerful weapons. Energize! Max gets Tidal Blast. Ace gets orbital interceptor. They strike back with added firepower.
2: Max by sea, Ace by air. Centurion! Figures have shown other toys new from We
0: well, wouldn't think that there could be any more news in the universe about toys <laughs> to uh, share after last week, but there is. These are, a couple of these uh, things we're going to talk about were uh, late reveals after we recorded our um, San Diego ep- news episode, but then there are some other announcements that have happened post-con, and so we are still going to run the articulated news segment. And, Ben, you are going to kick off, so over to you.
1: Well, first up in our post-San Diego Comic-Con news is um, we pick up with uh, McFarlane Toys, who announced not that long ago the BWE license and uh, one of the things that we were interested to find out is just what sorts of things they're going to produce, given that Mattel has the license to do figures, and sure enough, they started what they are calling their WWE Icon Series of statues, and the second of their uh, statues has been announced, and it is the Macho Man Randy Savage statue, and uh, this thing's actually pretty epic. I didn't actually realize until I had a bit of a look at it. It's actually 20 inches tall, uh, now it's 20 inches tall, but it does actually feel uh, it's got a bit of scenery going with it. You've sort of got the uh, the WrestleMania Five sign hanging over his head as if he's coming out on stage. Mucho um, man's in his classic outfit with the uh, the madness robe, etc. And um, one thing that's actually really interesting about this statue is it actually features a 360 degree base. Mm-hmm. So you can actually sit there and turn it quite easily. Now, you might sort of think, well, I don't understand what the big deal is. You know, can't you just turn your statue if you own a statue? But uh, if you've got some of the statues that I've got, that's uh, easier said than done.
0: So oh, so um, it actually rotates the on the base? It does,
1: so you don't actually have to turn the, um, the bottom bit. Like, it actually turns, uh, it must be segmented um, with its own little sort of, you know, spinnery thing. That uh, actually is quite cool in weird. a kind of weird, dorky way. Yeah, so I actually think that's quite novel. Yeah. anyway, um, this thing is going to set you back a uh, $295, and it's a limited edition of just 500 pieces. It's available now from the McFarland Toys online store. And um, if you go and get one now, you'll get free shipping and handling, only available in the US and Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. I mean, you know, this is not something that McFarland's known for, the statues. So, you know, doing uh, this size, uh, I'd actually be curious to see it in the flesh, so to speak, because, I mean, it's 20 inches tall and obviously given the size of the base and the uh, the scenery behind it, I'd be curious just how big the main statue is.
0: Yeah. So, anyway,
1: look, I think that's a pretty good um, tribute to Randy if you're a fan since uh, we, we lost him not that long ago. Hmm. Um, something that was interesting, again, coming out of San Diego, is that um, the guys at NECA had their classic version, the uh, 1985 Godzilla action figure on display, and apparently they received um, a little bit of negative feedback about the head sculpt, saying that they weren't quite happy, that it was a bit too small, and it was just you know, a bit weak, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And so Necker aren't aren't uh, the types to just sort of you know sit back and and rest on their laurels, and they went ahead and actually sculpted a whole new head. Well, wow. so yeah, they went back and completely reworked it, and uh, they've put up a couple of sample shots uh, around the place. If you go and have a look on various social media, you'll see that um, it's almost complete. Apparently, Randy Falk has um, said that it's almost done, and I actually think the new head is. A vast improvement. So, um, I think the important thing here is it just goes to show the, the, the power of, um, social media and feedback. Uh, the fact that, you know, that, that Randy and the team are prepared to actually listen to the fans and do something about it. I mean, you know, this is, uh, the sort of thing that happens on statue marbles where fans interact with Randy Bowen and he takes on their feedback. And, you know, fans have actually had some, um, some quite serious input on the, the final, you know, look and feel of our favourite pop culture collectible.
0: (laughs) There's certainly some companies that could um, really take a leaf out of this book, aren't there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mattel. (coughs) Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: anyway, that's good news. And if you're a fan of Godzilla, I'm sure you'll be thrilled that uh, there's a new head coming along. Um, moving right along and uh, scaling from the giant to the the miniature, and that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Minimates. So hands up if you're sick to death of hearing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, if you're reading Marvel comics, you probably get sick of them appearing in just about every comic that you're reading at the moment. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Um, I guess the the main thing coming out of the news of Guardians of the Galaxy Minimates is that there's actually a Toys R Us exclusive and that is a um, a two-pack of Yondu and a a Sakaran Trooper, which is an exclusive. You can also get Star-Lord and Ronan, and there's also a Drax and Groot with a a rocket micro figure packing. But we got some news today as well um, that comic shops will actually get their own exclusives, so those folks that order through um, previews and, and Diamond um, we'll also get one, and the specialty exclusive is Gamora with a Nova Corpsman, Causman? Causman? I'm just going to call him a Nova Trooper. <laughs> and um, the other one is Nebula with a Sakaran Trooper. <laughs> so those. So if you're really looking to collect all of these, you're going to
0: have to do the rounds. Yeah, there's no way to get Yondu without going to Toys R Us, by the look of it.
1: No, that's exactly right. So. Boo. One of the things I'd really like to see, you know, I mean, obviously it's probably way too late with mini mates because, you know, they've been going for a long time. But, you know, it's nice that you got the two-packs followed by two-packs followed by two-packs. But every now and then, for people who don't religiously buy all the two-packs that come out, it would be just nice for them to release, like, say, a ten-figure team in, like, yeah. a pack, pack of, you know, classic Avengers. So you don't have to go looking for... You know, assorted individual figures or white two packs with a figure that you don't really
0: want. Yeah. I think I've seen five. That's probably the biggest Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Like some, sometimes the San Diego stuff or occasionally Toys R Us stuff, they will do fours or fives, but I've I've certainly never seen more than that in one go. Um, They're pretty, they're very wedded to the two pack concept. That's for sure. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on and
1: uh, we. We joke about this every week about our Funko segment, so I'll just get straight to it. And uh, if you just can't get enough Funko because, you know, they haven't already taken over the world, uh, Funko have announced Pocket Pop keychains. So if you've got a favourite uh, Funko Pop vinyl figure, uh, you can almost guarantee that pretty soon you'll be able to get it as a keychain. (laughs) And, um, you know, they do actually look kind of fun. Of course, they're great. Um, yeah, I actually think you know, if you wanted one, of, if you're one of those people who does actually have um, uh, bits and pieces on your keychains, me, uh, I like to keep my keychain fairly sleek, so I don't have much on mine. Mm, uh,
0: just my, you, just wait until you get daddy. Look what I made you. Yeah, mm, Th- that's where mine came from.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my Mrs. Shake has so much crap on hers. I, I honestly, I just don't know how she she copes but um yeah look this looks like it's uh it's going across all properties we've got um dc game of thrones walking dead ninja turtles um there's uh quite a bit happening here and um they're actually not bad they're only one and a half inches tall so Hmm. yeah so keep an eye out for those
0: i think that's really fun Yeah,
1: and of course in the the regular Pop Vinyl uh, news, it turns out that uh, Pop are coming out as Universal Monsters. Um, And just as it sounds, that's the Universal Monsters that features uh, Dracula Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Mummy, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and the Metalunar Mutant. So uh, there's a whole stack
0: uh, the I Metal mean, Lunar doesn't immediately ring a bell for me. that? What movie is that from?
1: What are from? Oh, that's from, um, uh, uh, oh, why can I never remember it? Um, 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 oh,
0: hold on. Yeah, 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 I
1: know. Uh, this, this, No, not this island earth. Uh, you know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Nick has done a figure of this guy.
0: Yeah. Haven't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he, he, he does actually look like a, a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So he's all brainy and veiny and whatnot.
0: Actually, somebody um oh, somebody sent a tweet or an email a little while ago about thinking about a, a property that Funko hadn't taken up, and I don't know <laughs> that we ever read it out. And, of course, now I can't remember what it was, so it just sounds stupid. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll have a look for it while we're chatting and see if I can find it because it was quite amusing. Ah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it was this island Earth? I just just googled it. so oh there you go. yep, I was right. Hooray. hooray, <laughs> so anyway, they look good. I mean, certainly the Bella Lugosi Dracula just looks superb it's it 's exactly what pop finals were created for. It, it looks really, really impressive <laughs> so. all right, and in my last piece of news the uh, the pop culture shop guys have been cranking along with their master of the universe stuff, and uh, they 've been doing a couple of those um, quarter scale statues. But they have actually announced a life-size He-Man bust. Crazy. So if you want a, um, you know, a, a well-muscled life-size man to sit on your coffee table, you <laughs> are in luck. <laughs> I probably could have worded that. I was
0: going to say that. Probably <laughs> There's probably people <laughs> right now that whose ears have pricked up for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but it does actually look quite good. I think it's,
1: um, I mean, you know, we've, we've commented a couple of times how, you know, in, in order to stay true to the original animated look, um, sometimes He-Man looks like he's getting around with that Prince Valiant haircut and it looks a bit, um, bit silly. Um, they've gone for a more realistic hairstyle on, on this particular piece and, um, it's, uh, it's looking a bit sort of, Wind swept, um, mm. and and I think they've done a really good job. I mean,
0: it's interesting though what, what you say about that because I agree with you in that you know he looks a lot more masculine and uh, kind of realistic than that you know typical page boy sort of you know, haircut mm. that he. But I'm wondering when this is priced at just under seven hundred dollars, whether or not the people that would put out that kind of money for this will act, that'll actually be a selling point or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if because I, I was wanted had something. If I was that crazy about He-Man that I wanted to pay seven hundred dollars for it, I might be thinking, yeah, that's not kind of traditional enough for me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. Because it just could look like any dude, yeah, in a yep. harness. Well, this
1: is one of those <laughs> interesting ones where you know we've joked in the past about you know. Um, you know, having a nameplate on the base and it's like, Oh, thank God I had the nameplate. Otherwise I, you know, I wouldn't have a clue who that was. You know, I think this is one of those ones where you might genuinely have to explain to your guests just who this is. <laughs> it's, it's not immediately obvious because you, you don't have the benefit of, you know, the full sized figure um you know when he's his traditional sort of boots and and you know furry yeah, yeah. and of that sort of thing so it yeah. doesn't sort of scream he man but um the good news is this actually comes in two versions there's the $680 limited edition uh, of just 300 but then uh, there's another limited edition um if you go through the pop culture um uh, pop culture shock uh website you can actually get an exclusive version that apparently has movable acrylic eyes Ew. So um, how does why, that work? What do you mean? Why I assume you know, it's very similar to what happens with the uh, the Hot Toys deluxe figures. I don't know whether you actually pull his head off or whether they just move <laughs> on their own. You know what would actually be really interesting is if the eyes move independently of each other. <gasps> uh, <laughs> you know, be hysterical. You could just yeah. have this like, this whole Marty Feldman he man yeah. thing. Going. See,
0: I, I want um, like battery operated movable eyes that so I don't have to reposition, <laughs> and I want it to follow the follow me around the room. Yeah, or yeah. my guests, just to completely freak them out. I think that would be so cool.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, I I've got to give these guys credit for for how they're doing things. I mean, one of the offers that they've made is that if you're someone who's actually uh, purchased the Skeletor life size bust in the past, uh, in the past, you can actually get an uh, an additional twenty dollar discount by yeah. um, by showing your your Skeletor um, receipt. very good.
0: So yeah, that's quite clever. That is, that's really cool. Yeah, hey, good on them. Awesome. And well, that's fine news. Good job, mate. And I'm going to take over now. Now, um, Figures Toy Company is the company that is doing all of these uh, retro 8-inch um, DC figures. So they've focused on the Batman uh, TV properties and also on some other, um, Migo reproductions, but they are now also doing a Superpowers, uh, series, which comes on a card that is obviously harking back to the Superpowers cards, and they come with a, f- with fist fighting action. <laughs> Very exciting. Fist- yeah. So, cause, I mean, obviously the action Thing was one of the kind of elements of the superpowers figures. They all had their special action. Um, and, uh, so rather than replicating each one, which, you know, obviously would be quite time consuming and costly. They just all get fist fighting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in wave one, we are getting Superman, Green Arrow, Aquaman, and Shazam. And then, which we may have talked about them previously, actually, but then wave two is a Batman themed line, which has, uh, Joker, Batman, Robin, and that legendary superpowers officially released never figure, the Riddler. Yes. It annoys me that the Riddler is getting such a look into these superpower repro lines it really does because of course we never um um never uh, got him in the official version he did get released in the super amigos yep. Um, yep. line but anyway annoying I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I, I love the look and the feel and the concept of these figures and, and i really like the fact that there are companies out there who who are keeping the nostalgia alive for this sort of thing but I'm yet to see anything that's really made me want to take the plunge into this retro stuff. Mm. Not nothing against these guys. I mean, it looks like a you know a beautiful you know and well done product. I just um, I'm just not feeling it.
0: Well, I think it's all nostalgia, isn't it? It's all um, mm. you know, and so and certainly I haven't seen anything um, that reinvents the the clothed figure at this scale. Maybe um Mezco's is gonna do it with their new stuff um yeah. but it's it certainly does not flip my boat um yeah. i mean i i would get that aquaman one um just because it's aquaman and i, I do like the fact that these are reopenable clamshells um you know that's the thing i think that really lets down the funko reaction stuff for yeah. me is yeah, that absolutely. you know it's just it's it's too much of a a recreation of the old as opposed to a kind of um, a nod to it. Um, so, you know, if these, if these, you had to kind of pull them off the bubble to look at them, I'd never, I wouldn't buy it. Um, so I, I do like that, but I still think it is obviously aimed at people that have got that nostalgia element that aren't looking for a reinvention of um, the genre. Cause it's more about that faithful recreation. And to be fair, on one level, I, I think, in terms of what figures uh, Troy company is doing, a lot of these are figures that they are actually already have have done or are doing mm. in their kind of standard DC line, and this is more just about clever repackaging. But hey, that's okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure that we'll sell some things for them. Yep. That's good, um, and then on to something completely different. <laughs> uh, this is um, from a company I cannot say I have heard of called Resident Dreamer Studios. Uh, we, if you are a Buck Rogers in the Twenty Fifth Century fan, then you can now have your life-size Twiki, <laughs> the one-to-one scale Twiki replica. Uh, I now I don't. Think I think this is just a statue. I don't think he has any. Oh, he doesn't have any articulation, but he has a removable positional head. P- yeah, positionable head. Positionable. Um, positionable. But uh, no sounds. I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of got like the whole point, isn't it? The whole point just, is Twiggy. Just want to hear Mel
1: Blanc. You know, <laughs> um, he's He kind of just stands there. Yeah. Um, he kind of you know. You had a flathead, you could put a tray on top and a pot plant or something. It's just kind of,
0: yeah. I mean, there you go. <laughs> this is, um, going to be a uh, $1,300 US purchase plus shipping. Um, international orders, $275 shipping. Uh, domestic orders, $150 shipping. Woo, hmm. I don't know. I just think 63 kind pounds of money, yeah.
1: Mm. Good luck with that, guys.
0: Yeah, I mean. I, I have to agree, if I was going to do this, then I would, I'd pay, well, I mean, hello, I wouldn't pay a dime for this. But uh, to me, without kind of sound and light up features, mm. it's pointless. Yeah. Pointless. That's our, that's my b- b- professional opinion on something I have no <laughs> entitlement to have a professional opinion about. Um, now, on to some Doctor Who. Uh, the, Doctor Who line, of course, has gone to five inch figures, um, much to the, um, despair. Oh, wait, were the five inch the ones that they were always doing were? I thought they
1: went up to five inch.
0: No, no, no. They were they. They've gone smaller. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe five inches is the normal scale, and they've gone to three and three quarter. I'm not sure. Anyway, someone will write in and abuse. Well, them, I mean, must tell be us. Time for a change yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you can imagine if you've been collecting. Oh, yeah. All this time, and then they you change scale. So sorry for being so uninformed there. We needed John. Uh, but anyway, regardless of whether five inch is the normal scale or not, um, in that scale you can now get a Doctor Who. And, uh, Clara, um, set from The Impossible. Um, so this is Matt Smith in a completely unrecognizable outfit to me, um, with a bizarre hat and a really bodgy looking Clara. Hmm. That's an interesting, um, makeup. They look like bad customs to me, actually um so there you go it's going there there you go (laughs) there you go Well, you look at our um if you ever visit the afb forum one of our prolific customizers jack knight who does a lot of doctor who stuff i reckon he could do a much better job with Mm, that clara than than that one so there you go Mm um and let's see something else uh oh infinite moon Um, which is another company that I can't say I'm super familiar with, um, as in never heard of, but they have produced um, some one-tenth scale action figure stands that look like that they're the – what's one-tenth scale? Um, Well, I think
1: that's probably the NECA Predators.
0: Okay, yeah, they showed that in the example and also it looks like a um, figure art sort of – uh, Iron Man and an alien as well. And, uh, so these are stands with little hip joins, or hip clasps. So they're not the little, um, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Not the little, you know, things that c- cup the, the crotch, whatever they are yeah. for the 1-6 scale. Um, and then they're also producing some one eighteenth scale action figures, which I assume is three and three quarter. That's right. Okay. Um, ten, 10 pack for $10. And these are just your nice little um, stands, which I can't, you can't actually tell from the photos, but I would hope have got a, um, a foot. Oh, yeah, they do have a foot peg. Phew. <laughs> um, so that's quite handy, actually, to have um, non branded stands can be a bit hard to find. Yeah. I mean, this is
1: good if you've got those three and three quarter or, or four inch figures that just need a bit of assistance. Yeah. So, yeah, I do like the fact that those 110 scale ones fit things like the um the necker Predators because, you know, they can be pretty top heavy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something that's made for the six inch is, you know, doesn't quite cut it.
0: No, no. And uh, they look a, a, a bit adjustable as well. So that if you wanted to kind of have a, you know, it's not a full on flight stand, but have kind of a slightly raised pose, etc. They do look a bit height adjustable, which is quite good. So I mean that's only eleven bucks for a pack of five of those. Um, you know, plus shipping. And uh this is on a big bad toy store that we found that. So um, definitely worth having a look at in their figure stands section. And then finally, um, if you are a fan of Kotobukiya's Bishojo line, either Marvel or um, DC, then you will be excited to know that there are additions coming. Now, there were illustrations or announcements about some of these at San Diego, but I don't think that we covered them um, in last week's show. And they are on the Marvel side, She-Hulk and Wasp, and then on the DC side, Zatanna. So... I just I, I fell out with these over the scale change, you know, um, yep. the Marvel ones. Um, I, I really do I, – I like the idea of them, but I actually really like them better at that smaller scale yep. that they started off at than the bigger ones. Yep.
1: The, I, I must admit, I do like the Wasp. I think the, the, the Wasp is quite cute. The one that disappoints me a little bit is the She-Hulk. You know, that, I'm, I'm not loving that head. And it's also just that typical, you know, double biceps pose. It's like, yeah, you know, can can we get She-Hulk doing something other than – you know, muscular poses. Yeah. Um, It's been done and it's been done
0: a lot. Yeah. Um, There was also a a Batwoman that was shown at San Diego, like an actual production piece as well. Um, So it's good at least to see that they're still committed to both of these lines and adding new characters, um, which is great. Uh, Wasp I think is really adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, The Jubilee one would have sucked me back in if they hadn't completely Screwed it up from yeah. from yeah. art to production, as discussed last week. <laughs> so there you go. But it's good to see that that line is still continuing. And they also announced some Street Fighter additions to the to the Kotobukiya line, which are um, uh, Sakura and Anna Williams. Um, sorry, well, Sakura is from Street Fighter, and Anna Williams is from Tekken. So, um, and wow. Anna Williams, uh, she's she's a sexy (laughs) girl. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Highly attractive. All right. Well, that is the news. A lot less than normal, but of course, we had mega news last week, so that's not surprising. Yeah. And uh, we will come right back in a moment um, after we hand over to John for the next installment of everyone's favorite podcast game, Name That.
2: Hey gang, it's John, I'm back with another installment of Name That, and you know, this next one I found interesting because it's something I had as a kid and didn't know until much later on what it was exactly. Um, we'll listen to that sound right here. Rocket launchers,
0: retractable landing gear, wings that black, cool. pincers that grab and hold,
2: and that is for a Micronauts Hornetroid vehicle playset thing. Um, somehow along the way, I must have picked one of those up at a garage sale, and I only had pieces of it, and it's essentially a giant bug. So if you had that as a kid, you were very lucky because it was a cool toy, and I only had pieces, and it was cool. So, And if you guys knew that, congratulations, because I don't think a lot of people did. Anyway, moving on, we will listen to this week's sound right here. Then explore. Forest or city? You decide. City. Launch energy attacks. Take the high-rise elevator. Jump on the Ferris wheel or connect to the bridge. Look out! A trap door. The forest is filled with surprises. Secret attack slide. And one more time, just for good measure. Then explore. Forest or city. You decide. City. Launch energy attacks. Take the high rise elevator. Jump on the Ferris wheel or connect to the bridge. Look out. A trap door. The forest is filled with surprises. Secret attack slide. As always, you know you can go over to AFB Forum at afbforum.com and make a guess, and you can get points. But. Um, starting this week, and the post should go up by the time you hear this, you can go over to TVandFilmToys.com and sign up for our Marvel versus DC superheroes bracket. And, uh, when all the voting settles up, you could win up to five AFB Forum points. So, um, go on over, check it out, and, you know, you'll make a bracket and you can do some trash talking over at the AFB Forum. Uh, Just because, you know, I imagine that's the kind of thing we would do. Anyway, peace out. Love y'all.
0: Invading the world of the Micronauts, the evil Andron, and the horror. Starship, sold separately. Hornitroid is loaded with action features, rocket launchers, retractable landing gear, wings that flap. It's Galactic Warrior, capture him! Pincers that grab and hold.
2: You lose, Micronaut. Micronauts never lose.
0: Hornitroid, from the Micronaut Collection. Antron and Galactic Warrior, sold separately.
1: By Mego. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And speaking of bizarre items, over to you, Scotty.
0: Thank you very much. And um, I have to start by saying that I'm pretty sure that this item that I'm reviewing has to go down as the creepiest thing that I now own. Um, and this is the Bowen Designs Mojo full-size statue. So if you're not familiar with Mojo, um, he originated in the long-shot miniseries, and then when Longshot, uh, for Marvel, and when Longshot migrated over to the X-Men, then he became an X-Men villain. He's an Anne Nacenti creation. Um, art by Art Adams was the person that designed him originally. And, uh, it, it is, uh, I think they must both be very sick people, um, to come up with this. It's really groovy. It's really actually very interesting when you read a bit about, um, what why and sentient created this character it was a real kind of political commentary um at the time and a commentary on media etc um and uh you know he he is a as a character he's meant to be this uh, from a race of spineless aliens that have to have technology to get around and so he's this big flat fat yellow blob with a mechanical spider like um wheelchair thing, um, that, uh, gets him everywhere. And, uh, he has had some action figures, including most notably the, a, a builder figure in the Marvel Legends line. Um, he has had a mini bust from Bowen before, but creating him as a statue is a tremendous undertaking. Um, so no one better in the, Bo- the Bowen sculpting world to do that than the Kacharic brothers, who, um, I think seem to thrive on designing the impossible <laughs> um, and have done a, a really brilliant job here. Um, so this is a 2014 release and acquisition, uh, limited edition of 350 and um, mine is 177. He is very tall um, mm-hmm. because as he's sitting in his chair. So while on one level, he's quite low to the ground. He has a, a big, um, oh, what do you call it?
1: I'm just going to say a scorpion-like arm. Yeah,
0: a scorpion-like, scorpion-like arm, arm. Um, that uh, comes out of his um, chair that gets him up to 17.5 inches tall. And because of the spider-like legs that help him get around, he's actually quite wide as well. So he's 14 inches wide. Um, so... Uh, a huge storage uh, di- a display issue for me. I'm really not quite <laughs> sure what I'm going to do um, with him because uh, I can't imagine he's not going to fit in my Billy bookcases that I normally um, would put in, put these in. So I'm not quite sure where he's going to live. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but that's all good because he is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> um Sculpt-wise, I'll talk about the, the, the packaging first of all, sorry. Um, packaging-wise, he comes in a standard-looking Bowen box with the normal art, etc on them. Um, it's quite a complex uh, – it's a big box because he's a big fella, and it's a complex pack-out. There is a um, panel that you cut out of the top, which I thought might be a base because that's often the case, but in fact – In this statue, it's actually quite a number of different parts. Um, It is all of the little spider-like legs that um, attach to his base, of which there are eight, all individually um, wrapped in there. And then there's also that scorpion-like arm that hangs over the top of his head in the top. So you've got to get all that out before you then open up the main box and find um, that Mojo and his base minus the... Legs are all one piece, and then his arms are separate pieces. So This must
1: be an absolute record for Bowen in terms of sheer number of pieces.
0: Oh, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's pretty mega. Um, I was a bit, I was worried um, before I put this together just about how complicated it was going to be. (laughs) Um, And while there are a number of pieces, it actually is pretty straightforward to um, put together. Um, Nice use of magnets to make it all pretty secure, or quite secure. Um, So the uh, the scorpion-like arm, someone's gonna. um, email in with the correct term and go it's called the blur. sorry in advance um that big arm has got a peg and then a magnet that it and it is fits nice and secure into the back the arms have got magnets happening um which is groovy and they slot in and then are also really quite secure now with the little spider legs on the bottom. There are eight that are, um, sorry, there are eight of them and six of them have little claw ends. And then the two at the front have little pinch pincer ends like so can grab things. Um, and those two are specific to a particular hole. They've got slots and are, you, you have to fit them in the right way. But the six spider legs are interchangeable, so that when I saw that they they had slightly different looking ends, I thought, "Oh my gosh, am I going to have to, you know, get on the floor here to work out how to (laughs) fit them all in?" But in fact, no, Um, they all have got the same kind of opening and uh, attachment, so it doesn't matter where you put them, and uh, they all are kind of nice and secure. Obviously, one nice thing about um, the the magnetic aspect of it is that while they are they fit securely, there is enough give that if they get bumped, they're not just going to snap off. Yeah. So my my main concerns about this statue construction wise were alleviated. You know, a how hard is it going to be to put together? Not hard. B, how fragile are those? i'm going to be now uh, those little spider legs going to be i certainly wouldn't put them to any kind of road test um but i'm pretty confident that if i accidentally bumped one that there's enough give in it that it's not going to um snap off and actually the really nice thing about it is that the way that the magnet is designed it actually gives them a little bit of movement so that's really really Mm. cool um Sculpt-wise, well, wow. I mean, this is just truly amazing. Um, You know, Mojo has been sculpted with lots of icky folds and yuck, but also um with uh, his kind of typical menacing facial expression. And then as well, he's got all of his cords and stuff that attach to his head and kind of end up looking like a, you know, sort of bizarre hyper-technical set of dreadlocks um and those are all sculpted individually and have just been done beautifully Mm. um you know it really is just an amazing amazing sculpt the attention to detail here is really unbelievable um he's got his actual base, which is like the, you know, the bottom of his chair is actually quite small. Um, it's an oval and, um, he's, he's very secure. Um, and I don't, I don't think that anything more it was, is needed there because he, he's not gonna, well, he'd be quite hard to topple over. So I think there's a good kind of, bit of restraint there obviously, and And one thing about that is that obviously the wider that that base would be, the harder it would be to actually be able to attach all of the little spidery legs because you've got to get in underneath to do it. So um, really quite well thought out. So absolutely no complaints in any of that. Um, Paint wise, you know, while on one level there's not a lot of colours happening here, there's a lot of work. Um obviously we've got kind of a metallic um gunmetal grey on all of the the chair bits and the um the spider legs. The detail at the back of this with his hair and then well hair, sorry, the, all the cords and then going to the back. The detail on the back is insane. The sculpt is amazing. We've got then like copper-looking wires, but then also cables, you know, in different colours, and they've all been sculpted, and they're individually painted, and that has all been done really, really nicely. There's no kind of slop in that area. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um His flesh tone, I really like the, the flesh tone that they chose for him because he's... Uh, the the uh, Marvel Legends builder figure, to me, was too kind of green. Um, it made him look a bit more like a toad than whatever he's supposed to be. Whereas this has got kind of a paler yellow. Um, so I like the color they've chosen. There's a wash, um, over this to kind of highlight some of the folds in the skin and the, it's a bit of a brownie wash. But then on top of that, there are also, uh, you know, he's got a bit of like a mottling, um, of his flesh, particularly around his, you know, face and torso area and that um to me looks like it's hand painted on and beyond that then there are also and only when you see look quite clearly some very thinly painted um green veins in his arms which are just insane like that it really is an absolutely beautiful paint job um not 100 percent perfect there's kind of two places where there's a bit of um Uh, boo boo, uh, just a little bit in the join of the flesh to the seat at the bottom and at the back is not perfect, but I mean, not the sort of thing that you're going to be noticing unless you're really inspecting it for that. Um, and then his, the sculpting around his face is amazing and it gives a lot of guide for the paint there. He's got a, a red kind of rims around his eyes, and mine just has a tiny little bit of slop um, from the the uh, rim around his eyes in, onto the eyeball. Again, not super noticeable, but that's what we do. Um, so for that, I'm going to give him a dolly rating of 9 out of 10, um, and it is absolutely unbelievable. It's just that little bit of paint issue there that keeps him from being privet um but now i just have to work out where i'm going to put him yeah. that a keeps him safe and b doesn't scare the cleaner because um, <laughs> i think she's slightly freaked out by all my stuff and this could just really tip her over the edge <laughs> but what an accomplishment
1: yeah yeah and, it's an amazing piece like I, I was blown away by the detail in those you know the the cable dreadlocks uh, and uh, they captured the um you know because he's got those those Oh, I don't even know what you call them, those wire things that hold the eyelids open. Yeah, yeah. So you don't blink, you know, and they've got that in his really sort of, you know, bloodshot eyes. It's, uh, yeah, beautifully done.
0: It's insane. Um, If you are a fan of Bowen designs, you'd be aware that they're currently um in some what seem like protracted negotiations um, about their next, uh, contract with Marvel. And, um, I certainly hope that this is not the end of the line and that there is more to come. But if, if for whatever sad reason, uh, that didn't continue, this would be a hell of a way to go out. Um, because it's truly, I don't want that to happen. Please don't. don't. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it, like, it's just such an accomplishment. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's a huge argument for why, um, even though, you know, it's obviously a, a small market and a collectors market that it's worthwhile. Marvel continuing to support it because you know this is just some some of the best and most um, you know detailed, uh, artful stuff being done on some of their more obscure characters, which is just yeah, fantastic. Right. Yeah. So that's that's all I've got to say on that.
1: Beautiful, beautiful indeed. Mm. All right. Well, that wraps up the toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Automorphine Power Rangers, this is Zordon, it's Morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons, it's your only hope. Power Blast, guys! Karate Action Power Rangers, use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin
0: Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, this whole show is really just a bizarre attempt to try and justify our collecting habits, and it wouldn't be a show without us talking about what we've collected since the last time we collected. And so, Ben, you can talk about it first. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know how it's so unlike me to complain. What? I had no
1: idea. I I know, I know. Well, um, if you've listened to more than one episode of the show, you'll know that I've been collecting the Funko Pop Vinyl Stan Lee figures. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uh, I was um, somewhat uh, enraged, hurling cactus type enraged that uh, funk bothered to change the box across each of the figures. So we did actually get five different stand figures, uh, all in blue boxes, uh, numbered one. Uh, whereas I just assumed that they would go out of their way to number them consecutively, uh, which wasn't the case. And uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I went to the Supernova Comic Con in Sydney, uh, and Stan was there as a guest, and and uh, I had the opportunity to do the the VIP thing. Part of the VIP package was a Funko Pop vinyl Stanley figure. That was um, a supernova exclusive, which was interesting because I thought they were only doing the five, and um, so I, I got my, you know, Stan figure, and sure enough, it's in a red box and it's numbered two. <laughs> so um, I was quite happy to add that to my collection, though it, it looks rather odd when you put all six together. But uh, I've since found out that this is actually the second wave of stand figures so they recently did a San Diego Comic-Con one as well so but uh, so anyway I, I keep my little stand collection of pop vinyls uh, marching along which was really cool um, i also picked up the uh, funko legacy white walker figure uh, i reviewed Jon snow a few episodes ago and i've now got the white walker and that's a that's a pretty groovy figure I'm quite happy with that one really enjoying the funko legacy i'm quite Interested to see how the um, the magic figures come out um, because I've had no problems with my uh, Legacy Game of Thrones figures um, despite the uh, the early issues they had. Um, but I also had the opportunity to um, to get uh, Stanley to sign a couple of things, and so one of the things I did get him to sign was um, I was lucky enough to meet him some years ago at San Diego Comic Con and had my photo taken with him. And, um, so I actually had that photo printed and, um, yeah, it took it along and, and got him to sign it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I was pretty pleased with that. And
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. It was kind of weird. Cause you know, I, I, you know, there was so many comics I could have um dug out of my collection to get signed. And, um, I thought, no, no, you know, I want to get um something that means something to me and, um, you Know that was that was the obvious one, but when I was standing in line, there were people with really weird kind of you know, like you know, the latest issue, uh, the latest, um, what was it, the the, the current superior Spider Man number one, and things like that. And I thought, yeah, no, that's really quite peculiar, but anyway. And um, the other item I actually got him to sign is I did dig a comic out of my collection, and that was uh, Amazing Spider Man 33, which is, um. Got that that famous um, Ditko cover where Spider-Man's um, trapped underneath all the, the heavy machinery with the water sort of pouring in. Um, bit of a bit of a famous one. So um, yeah, so I had him sign that, and, and I'm very pleased. Very cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was good. Love it. Good job. Well, what did I get? I've, I haven't um, talked about what my acquisitions for a couple of weeks. Um, I got the Total Heroes Ultra Black Manta from Mattel, um, not because I'm interested in Total Heroes, but, of course, because it's Black Manta. Um, I put up a bunch of photos up on our Facebook page, and, um, you know, I don't like the buck, of these um but as a deluxe pack with lots of extra fun things uh, it's quite cool um one of the things i did really like about this figure is that it has an unmasked head and then a helmet that actually fits over the head rather than being swap out Yep. Um, which is, you know, quite, uh, nice and I would imagine take a bit of design work. Um, so, you know, kudos on that. And he comes with a bunch of weapons, etc. So fun. I mean, I certainly don't intend to go beyond Aquaman and Black Banta in that line, but it was kind of interesting just to see what they're offering and then looking at that deluxe set and thinking, why couldn't this be DC classics? You know, mm-hmm. don't know? Hmm. But anyway. I'm not bitter. Um, (laughs) then I also got, uh, the Eagle Moss DC chess Aquaman. Um, again, not collecting that. I love the idea of the Eagle Moss stuff, but the paint ultimately just lets it down. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I really love the idea of the chess set as well. Um, I think it is really clever. And if the paint apps were reliably better, I would seriously consider collecting that because I, I love the idea of it. But, it's just a major, yeah. um, issue with that stuff. But the Aquaman's fun. and um, he's a white pawn, which I'm very insulted by. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, the Even king of this- it. Yeah, he's yeah. a legitimate king. Yeah, the king of Atlantis should not be a pawn. Come on, um, so I mean, I, I wouldn't expect them to make him the king. I'm sure Superman's the king, or you know, whatever. But um, a pawn, really. Um, but you know, he's quite cool and still comes with little magazine stuff. Don't you think that the
1: logical thing would be to make the Flash the
0: pawn? Well, there's there's lots of pawns. Like, uh, they have more more pieces characters than pieces that you need on the board mm. and so there are lots of pawns um and a lot of the characters are pawns but yeah um you know so you can kind of swap them out but surely for someone like aquaman they could have made him a bishop or yeah. you know, something so anyway picky picky <laughs> um i mean i'm not gonna be playing chess with it because it's the only piece so it doesn't really matter <laughs> um and uh the then the Earth-2 figures from DC Direct we have spoken about, You know, we were really excited about them when we spoke to Nicholas Scott. The issues with paint have um, been very challenging, and so I have been just on the hunch for acceptable versions of those. I got a Wonder Woman right away, which I was really happy with, and in the last couple of weeks separately I've managed to pick up a Green Lantern and a Flash that are, both have acceptable paint. Um, I still haven't found a Batman that I Mm. like, yeah. that there's mouth issue, he has mouth issues. It's not nice having mouth issues. No, no, just the way he's been done it ends up, he looks like a vampire or something. I don't know. (laughs) So, but you know, I'm not kind of worried about those selling out. Um, so I'm quite happy to wait patiently until, um, I see. And one good thing about my job and the amount of travel I do is that I do get around to different shops to find, um, different things. So Mm. I'll be patient. Um, and then finally, uh, I was up this week in um, Geelong, which is where Pop Culture Superstore is. That's where I got the Earth Two Flash, and I also got a Hot Toys flight stand from there, which I didn't actually know existed. Mm. But they are a, quite a substantially a substantial size base. It is not your typical one six scale um, stand. It is a larger base, and the peg or the the stand actually has movement in it so that you can um pose it and then the end of it is a clip that goes around the waist and the idea is that it can support um flight poses etc for one six scale figures so i got it for my hot toys iron man um i thought that might be a way to display him in a little bit more of an interesting fashion i haven't set it up yet but i thought that was quite interesting And that is all I have to report, so we are going to take a break and come right back in a moment with the award of another red card to someone or something in the Troy universe.
2: What is this, bizarro world?
1: Well, Red Card, it is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And with San Diego Comic-Con behind us, there had to be a winner. And, uh, Scott, you're going to tell us about a gem.
0: Yeah, well, I have never been a big fan of the DC Collectibles Icon Statues uh, series. This is the... um scale that's similar to cover Girls, except it's the dudes and it is uh there's some mixed media you know with fabric capes etc and uh, certainly not something that floats my boat overall but i think a true stinker um has come out of the woodwork and that is the shazam um icons statue that has come out um where to begin on how bad this thing is. <laughs> um, first of all, in some some of these uh, statues seem to, they look at least like they're being cast in the flesh tone and then painted kind of like a lot of the DC Collectibles action figures. And I don't know if that's um, true or not, but certainly it gives that kind of look, which makes the flesh tones look weird. The head sculpt on this thing is nothing like what I would think of as Shazam. It's it's Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon Four. You, you look at it; the longer you look at it,
1: it looks like Mel Gibson.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, and then the and part of this obviously is a New Fifty Two costume des- redesign issue because Shazam's uh, lightning bolt insignia has been replaced with I don't know what. I, I mean, I think it's meant to be kind of like energy or magic or something, but here it kind of looks like fungus. Mm. Um, like you know, some sort of thing that's meant to be glass, but it's clouded over. Yeah, yeah, and then the the, uh, the fabric cape just tops it all off in a true, um, just like sprinkle of horribleness on yeah. top. Um, there's nothing likable about this. I think
1: it's really sad, uh, and this is a, a real. I mean, you know, we've certainly given the new fifty-two a lot of criticism, but. I think one of the things the the real travesties that has come out of the new 52 is Shazam. Now, the fact mm. that we've lost the Captain Marvel uh name, but everything that made the character who he was, that whole CC C. Beck, you know, look and feel um has slowly been dismantled mm. and, and been replaced by, you know, the 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 definitive angst-ridden look of the modern superhero um you know, and it's just Captain Marvel was always special in in that way. And Mm. I think that's just completely gone now. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's certainly uh, one of those kind of um, costume redesigns, I think, that's really breaking something that um, didn't need to be, sorry, fixing something that wasn't broken. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, So, you know, real real stinker but then this line i i think is just bizarre because it doesn't um it doesn't do any of these characters any justice and i think particularly when you look at the statue lines that dc is capable of producing you know cover girls bombshells etc why they can't do something nicer that matches um with for their male characters i just don't get you know their bland poses their boring sculpts um th- there's just nothing going for them so um you know, blah all around for DC icon statues but a definite red card for the Shazam Travesty uh, and t- which to me was the stinker of San Diego mm.
1: Yep, definitely well earned. Alright, coming up after that is our discussion topic of the week You
0: can make them fly or jump or
2: crash or walk. Superhero action figures over 7 inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman Incredible Hulk
0: Thing.
2: Even make Spider-Man slide down the street Lots of action one and all Action figures over seven tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man Each sold separately by Mego
1: Well, in our discussion topic of the week We're going to do a San Diego Comic-Con 2014 final roundup. So with San Diego behind us there were the, uh, well, there was the terrific highs, there was the stunning lows, there <coughs> were tears uh, of joy, and there were emotions that um, ran the full spectrum based on the reveals that we saw. And uh, I don't know about you, Scotty, but I certainly ended up with um, quite a, a hearty list of, um, of wants that um, run the full spectrum from action figures through to the high end but you know we're also going to talk about some of the uh, the things that are not so good yep but um yeah uh, you went on the show last week when we covered an immense amount of news so i didn't get to hear your thoughts on a lot of the items so i guess i'll, I'll throw it straight over to you and, and say what was that one standout item for you that thing that jumped out where you went wow that's they've just completely nailed that i must have it
0: uh, i'd have to say the sideshow premium format batgirl Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm psyched about that. You know, yes. I, I love the uh, costume they've chosen. I love the pose that they've chosen. Um, you know, those things, as we've discussed many times, always teeter on the edge of whether or not they're going to pass the too sexy test. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as well as I want them to make a version that I can display, you know, I also really like when they take – the approach of we're going to show just a strong female here and not just focus on how can we rig this so that she's poking her ass out. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Catwoman. <clears throat> um, so yeah, look, I'm I'm really psyched about that. If there's one thing that I went whoa,
1: that was it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very close. Look, that was right up there for me and is definitely on my list. I think the the costume that they chose is stunning. Yep. Um, I think that's a, it's a real um, credit to them that they've captured that vintage look but not made it sort of cheesy with sort of matte yellow boots or anything like mm, that. Mm-hmm. I think it was very, very nice. But for me, the standout item was the Sideshow Premium Format Power Girl. Um, and, and for a few reasons, I think the first was um, – you know, Power Girl is always at risk of being a parody of herself. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's that one opportunity that that lines get to really, you know, over sexualise. Um, in fact, you know, we even saw it in the sideshow solicitation. I don't want to sort of speak badly of sideshow, but of course, you know, the the that sort of teaser image that we got was, of course, you know, of her torso with a bit of a you know a, a, a tongue in cheek comment. Um, about her bust, which, you know, we've commented about this in the past, that that's not a way to sell an item. It's also not a way to, um you know, I, I guess, well, I mean, female um, collectors wouldn't exactly be thrilled by that. But as a male collector, I, I just also don't see any real need to do that. Um, an item should stand on its own merits. So, I, I you know, I had my concerns about what the full Power Girl statue would look like. Um, hmm. and I have to say the final piece was just stunning. Um, they, they certainly went with, you know, she's, she's definitely large busted, but the, the boob window, as they call it, was um, quite subtly done. Um, and they also didn't go for that, that kind of she-hulk power pose. You know, there was none of that sort of flexing the double biceps and, you know, showing how um, powerful I am. I thought the final pose was quite subtle um, and well done. So I was really, really impressed with the final item, a real credit to them.
0: I'm not um, sold on either of the head sculpts. That's my only... Um, well, I haven't seen the other one. Well, there's the uh, the one that they... Oh, maybe there is only one. The one that I've seen, uh, most is the one that's kind of got her hair slipped up, kind of like there's something about Mary style. <laughs> um, and it just does not there's nothing about that 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 says power girl to me at all. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't mind it. Mm, yeah, I don't like it. Um and then I don't know, I thought there was a more traditional one that I've seen as well. Maybe I'm just hmm. um having a brain fart. I'm not sure. <laughs> um but yeah, that I I I think that it's cool. Um it's not an instant buy for me. Um just because I don't know that I've got enough um, I have to just decide how deep I'm going to go with these premium formats. You know, you start to think, wow, I've got so many already and uh, where are they all going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, and then one that it will definitely be borderline for me as to whether or not I'm allowed to display it. <laughs> um, uh, so I, that one, you know, I guess if there's a really uh, enticing exclusive, um, that might push me over the head edge to pre-order it, but otherwise it's going to be a wait and see for me.
1: Yeah, I definitely yeah. think they should have shown the exclusive. So if there was a, you know, a second portrait, I mean, I don't know what else you would actually do with Power Girl. You'd, you'd have to go with a second head with maybe, you know, the longer hair because, um, you know, it's not like she comes with a lot of accessories. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when they solicit that. Yeah. Um, I think one thing to note that that's quite interesting, looking at um, a number of my Sideshow Flex Pays, um, I was looking at a lot of the items that I'm currently in the, the midst of – um Paying off on, on the way to the um, the production release. And a lot of the items were actually shown at San Diego um, Comic Con 2013, but then were actually solicited over a number of months yeah. after that. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how soon something comes up and then, you know, whether it'll be this week or we'll, we'll still be waiting in, in three months' time. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's an interesting kind of thing to think about overall in terms of these reveals. Is that you know some people would say, "Oh, you know, I was disappointed with what this company had to show," you know, as opposed to this, etc. But as we know from previous um, experiences, a not all of this stuff is actually coming out soon. Not mm-hmm. all of it is going to end up in the. Um, form that we see it at San Diego, and some of it won't come out at all. Yeah, and um, and so you know, I think when I think about the companies that I think did well, etc., um, I temper that by you know I was excited. With, like so, for example, Hasbro certainly um showed some Marvel Legends and Marvel Universe toys that I would be really keen to have, but I will temper my excitement by that by the fact that. I think Hasbro is probably one of the worst offenders for showing stuff at these cons that doesn't actually enter production uh, for whatever reason. And so, you know, I'll I'll judge accordingly. (laughs) Yeah, look,
1: I I wasn't particularly moved at all by the Hasbro Marvel stuff. In fact, um, while I was interested to see what they were going to show, uh, I, I didn't sort of meet, meet it with any real enthusiasm. Um, you know, yeah, you know, it was nice to see the builder figure Odin and, you know, I'm, I'm interested in getting Hellcat. and But I'm also still interested in getting an absolute crapload of figures they've showed after, over the last couple of San Diego Comic-Cons that they still haven't released. So um, you know, until I actually have Hellcat in my hand, mm-hmm. um, I- I'm not going to get too um, too perturbed. And you know, offering us up something like Radioactive Man in uh, a three pack Target exclusive um, that just sours me even more to the company because you know that figure was meant to be in a wave with. Could us-
0: you really be any more soured? Well, like, can they actually do anything to sour you more? Well, given how much—not you, but like us—yeah, well, well, that's right. But given how much I wanted that wave of
1: figures, oh like yeah, radioactive man, tiger Bat-truck, shark, yeah. Rock, yeah. lizard yeah. so many great characters in the reason I want to get this line that is the reason I buy these figures I don't want you know Spider-Man in his you know fantastic four white costume you know and uh, big time Spider-Man and Captain America in his 27 different costumes and so offering us up a radioactive man in a three-pack that's a target exclusive in the US only Um, With a Captain America figure I have no interest in, alongside a Miss Marvel figure that is okay, but I'm not busting to get into my collection. You know, I don't know why you're expecting me to get excited about that. Um, If I want that, I'm going to have to rely on US contacts to pick it up for me because it won't be at retail here in Australia. Straight away, the Captain America is of no interest to me, so I'm paying for a figure I don't want. And yeah, the Miss Marvel is an improvement over the previous figure... But you really couldn't have substituted Miss Marvel for Rogue, yeah? You know?
0: Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't understand. I mean, I think sometimes these things are planned. Um some things are planned out further in advance and then some things are cobbled together. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, how, how long they've actually been planning this and whether or not at that stage, they thought that Rogue would make it out, etc. cetera. Um, who knows? But it's, yeah. but I, I think, you know, there's a, there's a balance, obviously that things like Hellcat and Machine Man say to me, Oh, they do actually know that we're here. Mm-hmm. And then things, like that three pack, say, but not completely. And, and also, that, you know, obviously, on one level, we're obviously not the target audience for all of this stuff because, you know, th- they constantly tell us, you know, it's the mums and dads buying things. But I, I don't, what mum is going to buy that three pack? Mm, mm. So, but hopefully that'll make it easy for, enough for us to be able to procure through whatever means we'll have to because that won't come to our target here in Australia.
1: Well, that's right. And Um, you you have to wonder how much um, there's left in a line if, you know, every six figure wave is going to feature three movie figures um, and then, you know, and then three figures that we want. Because, you know, I I certainly have no interest in, um, you know, movie accurate Nick Fury or Maria Hill. Um, And, you know, I don't want to have to get those figures to get a builder figure.
0: See, I guess I'm not um, looking at. Legends in waves at all anymore. Mm, I'm just mm. looking at it in if, I, hey, if I get one or two characters out of this that I really want, awesome. Yep. Because I'm certainly, I'm not going to buy, um, figures that I don't want for Builder figures. Like yep. I would, I would quite like lo- the, the idea of the group Builder figure, for example, um, really appeals to me. But having to buy movie versions, um, of characters that I don't want movie versions of, you know, once upon a time, I would have done that to the Build-A-Figure, but now I'm like, yeah, that just means I'm just not going to have the Build-A-Figure. Or yeah. if I can pick it up in another way, I will. And so I just, I'm just looking at figure figure by figure. And so saying, great, Hellcat, Machine Man, that's super exciting. You know, how many more of these things do I really need? Like, mm-hmm. um, great. But I guess, bigger picture, when I was talking about Hasbro, it was that thing of, yep, they had a lot to show um, and a lot of new things to show, but whether or not they'll all actually happen is a different kettle of fish yeah. whereas someone like dc collectibles for example didn't show a lot of new like, surprise stuff but i think that that rather than reflecting that they're you know not doing anything or etc just reflects that you know their model um really seems to be around a tight production schedule and shorter windows of time between soliciting and uh, producing. Um, and you know you can guarantee that what they did show will come out. Yeah. Um, yep. so it's a balance, you know, they didn't show that there was no real huge reveal there. I mean, there's a couple of things like the Vixen cover girls, which I'm actually quite excited oh, about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, even yep. excited about it enough that even though it actually is not only a new 52 version, but it's not even really an accurate new 52 version, um, I still don't care. It's fixing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. No, that one. Got me as well. Um, I haven't picked up any of the new CoverGirl statues. I've been umming and ahhing about platinum a few times, and uh, I've put my name down for Mira. Yep. Um, but Fixin is is also a, a lock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the other great things that came out of DC Collectibles was an opportunity for fans to actually lay eyes on the uh, the new Batman the Animated uh, Series. Awesome line, and, and that's been met with just overwhelming positive response. Uh, like on our forum, you know, everybody is really really keen for those, um, and, and I am too. You know, yeah. I think it's still one of the greatest cartoons of, of all time. So, um, you know, getting to see a couple of new figures that was pretty exciting. And, yeah. yeah, I'm down for all of those. Yeah.
0: It's funny. Um, my eldest, who you know, as we know, is a fan of these characters. Just has just discovered it. I've got all the series on my. Um, computer, like in iTunes, and she was fiddling around the other day, and then she, she was. Uh, I walked away. I came back ages later, and she was. I think I'd watched like you know ten episodes. And <laughs> she was like, "I love this," and I'm like, "That's awesome. You've just used your television allowance for the week." But that's, like, um you know, and yeah. she can't get enough of it. So, yep. you know, it it certainly stands the test of time. Um, yeah, and uh, I can't wait for that stuff. That's just so so smart too like that that's just such a smart idea um so yeah that that's super exciting
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, look, speaking of really good showings, uh, Hot Toys, um, Holy Dooly, they obviously partnered with uh, Sideshow because um, a lot of the Hot Toys stuff was uh, was being displayed at the Sideshow booth. But um, they displayed a whole mess of stuff. There was some really, really good stuff happening there. And the one that actually blew me away, we, we knew about the Star Wars license. They mentioned that they had um, – finally formed an agreement with, um, well, with Disney, I assume, to do Star Wars, which makes me wonder if Luke might have been a a one-off experiment or, you know,
0: perhaps. Or I wonder maybe if they, um, I just think you'd have to think back to the timing, but, I mean, I wonder if they had done some sort of agreement with Lucasfilm and then had to renegotiate it um, when they got bought by Disney. Mm, mm. So maybe all this time we've been paying out Hot Toys about not doing anything... There's been some other reason.
1: Nah, fuck them. I'll still pay them out. My <laughs> yeah, man, crap. So, um, look, the, the one that blew me away, and probably comes hot on the heels of um, Power Girl being my favourite, is the the Hot Toys Ripley slash Power Loader um, set. Uh, um, you know, Hot Toys have done a few of these sorts of things where um, you, you're getting more than just an actual figure, um, and, and this thing looks immense. So, this is obviously from the end of Aliens. Where um, Ellen Ripley gets in the power loader to fight the alien queen. Spoiler uh, spoilers, alert! Spoiler
0: hello. alert! Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, uh, uh, this uh, thing looks immense, and I think this is actually really, really important for a couple of reasons, and that is, this clearly shows that that Hot Toys are now investing in the um, the alien. License. Yeah, um, we've obviously been getting predators for quite some time now. Um, back in the very early days of Hot Toys, they did actually do some work with um, with aliens. They did a couple of the Colonial Marines, uh, and this was before Hot Toys really, really. Um, found their niche. And so those early figures are, are a bit dodgy in terms of sculpting and things like that. Um, I certainly know that the, the 12 inch alien that they did has, um, has received a lot of criticism over time that, um, you know, the rubber joints have, um, have wasted away and things like that. So mm. hopefully hot on the heels of, um, Ripley is, um, uh, is the alien, um, or aliens and, um, some of the colonial marines, some of the other, um, of the crew. Um and we also got um, uh, an Ellen Ripley on her own, so um, if the horror of a, of a Ripley power loader sort of package deal you know terrifies your wallet then um, there will be an opportunity to get Ripley in a different outfit so um, that was pretty amazing. I thought hot toys you know put on a, a pretty
0: good showing yeah so yeah yeah I mean that's certainly not my um wheelhouse, but I think it is great it's just great to see them um I mean not <laughs> Not that they are not doing a wonderful job with the Marvel license and because, you know, they certainly are, but it's good to see them doing other things as well. Mm,
1: mm. Mm. Yes. And I guess speaking of uh, one, uh, one six scale, 12-inch figures, um, we saw a few interesting reveals from um, the Sideshow themselves. Um, not only did we get some Marvel news with uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, 12 inch figures but we saw the prototypes for
0: uh the flash and uh, green lantern and uh, some pretty mixed feelings yeah i i don't think any of those were ready to be shown Mm. you know like that i none of that grabs me and i'm I'm enjoying the batman uh stuff in the um one six scale um, you know, the Catwoman, which I did re- review a little while ago, I think it's great. The Harley's great, Joker's great, um, and you know I fully expect these to be as well. But I think this is where um, it must be a, a real tension at these points. Of do we hold off until this is perfect? <laughs> <coughs> It must be a real tension at these points of, you know, do we hold off until this is perfect or do we wait until this is really ready? And uh, particularly with the Green Lantern and Flash, I mean, hope to God that those costumes were a prototype because if they're not, then, you know, that that's just not going to fly. Um, but I, I wish they'd waited. <laughs> yeah, look, I thought
1: the the head sculpt on the Flash was a lot of fun and that was the first thing that caught my attention. He's got this kind of smirk on his face. Is a really great effort, uh, on their behalf. You know, you're probably going to get a, a swap out head, um, as they've done for a few of their figures. And so that was the first thing I thought, I saw and I thought, yeah, great job, guys. And that was kind of looking at the costumes for both him and, uh, and Green Lantern. And I thought, there's something really kind of odd going on. There's a, there's a weird kind of, um, texture to how Jordan's costume. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know it's a fine line that you can't just go, you know, for just black and green because then they just look, it looks like a dolly. And so they've obviously tried to come up with something to make it, you know, a bit more like, you know, the movie costumes always seem to have a, a pattern to them. But, um, you know, whatever they've chosen just hasn't quite worked. No. And so the, the feedback was
0: pretty overwhelming. Yeah. I, I, I hope that that is something that we are going to see an improvement in. Um so, yeah, that was a bit of a clanger. Um, I, I, love the flash head sculpt too. I think it's great. Um, so hopefully, um, that, that fabric is a prototype. Um, and, uh, it just remains to be seen, but it's just a shame that because of what they put out now that they're fighting a, an uphill battle with these as opposed to people just being excited and wowed um and uh you know slideshow doesn't always do the best job in that stage you know there's they sometimes even even you know just sometimes the way that they photograph stuff etc when they first solicit it doesn't always sell the stuff as well as you know, final. But again, I think it's that tension of, well, do we wait and do we not show stuff until we're ready? But, um, yeah, I'm not loving that and, uh, not, not excited at all about the Marvel stuff. Um, cause yeah. I just, that Wolverine I think looks horrid.
1: Yeah. It's a path I'm not prepared to go down. Um, I think they've done some sort of artistic license with the, um, the gloves and, um, you know, the Greaves on and Deadpool's boots and, and yeah, it's nice that they're trying, but, um, Neither of them really sort of jumped out at me, but then I'm not looking to to go down that path. Yeah. Um, one that I, I am very interested in was the announcement from Mezco, uh, and as I mentioned last week during the news, you know we've we've given Mezco a bit of grief, um, <laughs> yeah, especially with their, their Breaking Bad Um, staction. um But that was the really interesting announcement that they're going to be doing a six inch or one twelfth scale line of action figures that actually feature um, cloth, you know, fabric costumes. Hmm. Um, We heard that they're um, they're going to be doing things with Judge Dredd, amongst others, but um, what we did get to see was the DC Comics um, Batman Dark Knight figure, and uh, I'm really interested. I'm I'm really quite keen to see what this looks like uh, in the flesh, so to speak. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it's Uh, when we think what we were talking about before with those um, figures, Toy Company, things, and the Mega reproductions where, you know, that's just um, reproducing the same sort of designs from the original era of these sort of figures, and uh, this is an attempt to reinvent that. Um, So if you take the kind of articulation that we are now used to and combine that with the cloth um, costumes. And certainly the photos that they're showing seem to have achieved that. Um, but obviously production um, will tell. But, um, yeah, I'm certainly really interested to see how these turn out. I'm also really interested to see uh, what the price point is going to be.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I, you know, I, I mentioned on our forum that I think that this is possibly the future of – adult toy collecting in that um you know you look at uh, mattel moving away from six inch superheroes you know they're putting effort into a, a smaller line of figures they've just announced that they're doing that sort of large scale uh less points of articulation you know the equivalent of um, hasbro's um you know crappy titans um you know marvel don't uh sorry hasbro don't seem to be sort of cranking out a lot of six inch superheroes um you know so i wonder if if these companies will move away into that kind of cheaper alternative to attract the kids and then you know the adult market will move to the higher end and since you know people can't afford 200 plus dollars for hot toys then you know this is a possible um, alternative
0: Hmm. and certainly reading what they've got to say about it you know Mesco says it's it's a long-term initiative and that they've got a lot in the works and so you know if there's some universe building capability there but i think that that uh the price point is going to be really interesting because that is going to determine the audience, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I guess what people are prepared to pay for that level of detail at that scale mm-hmm. is something that uh, only time will tell. Um, so, you know, we'll, I think if it's above the fifty dollar mark, then mm. that's really going to put me off.
1: Do you you want to take a guess? I I had sort of that 39.95 kind of thinking in my my head.
0: um,
1: Maybe I'm erring on the side of generous.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I I would really hope to see it under 50, um, Mm. because it's just at that scale, you know, like, but, but then, Who knows? Um, One thing that really did make me chuckle about their press release was it says, uh, you know, when I was talking about the articulation, it says it's capable of over 40,000 different poses. (laughs) Like, really? Yeah. Did you count them?
1: I I think somebody's doing some, uh, playing with some, you know, some calculus
0: there. Yeah, there's some artistic license, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Either that or they had an intern that they didn't like very much, and so mm. they said, um, work out how many posters this can do. But, um yeah, right. that cracked me up a lot. Yes, yes. But, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the surprise element, you know, because on one level I didn't feel like there was a lot from this that made me go, whoa, you know, holy shit, I had no idea. Um, this is certainly different. Um, so uh, I think it was interesting—an interesting thing to come out of the con, just from the perspective of something new.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it was. Um, I think it was pretty amazing news, actually.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, you're more excited about it than I am. But no, I just. Uh, yes, you not, were, not, like,
1: not. Not the figure itself, like you know, the Batman figure. Um, you know, the Dark Knight is not my favourite interpretation of Batman. I just. I think this is um, the change that's been coming. Hmm. Um, you know, if, if Mattel have effectively walked away from, you know, the six-inch collector market to to produce, you know, smaller figures um, for kids and and now, you know, a a sort of shitty, you know, 10 to 12-inch scale, you know, Titans equivalent. Um, You know, neither of those are aimed at the collector. No. Um, Marvel Legends is barely hanging in there. Uh, So, you know, I think this is a really interesting place to go. But interestingly, though... There were a few, um, non-events, uh, <laughs> the, the first of which I think was, um, Funko didn't have uh, any new product to show. Now, to be fair, they haven't really announced anything like there was no announcement that they were going to show you know
0: no, the right, wave yeah.
1: Yeah. of you know legacy Game of Thrones figures. But I thought that would be a good opportunity for them to show one or two new figures coming in wave three. Um, so, we, we didn't see anything there. Um, the other thing I think is interesting is that some time ago David Vonner indicated that that he had something in the works and and there was a, a bit of a you know a tease that it might have been something to do with Valiant. You know, as if there was a Shadow Man figure. Um, and I think there's actually been a, a number of significant, you know, toy shows and conventions. Since then, with still no announcement.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I I would have um, expected a, something from them, probably not on the pop side, um, because obviously that runs on a different sort of cycle. But on the 6-inch side, I would have liked to have seen something new there because their whole thing about the the 6-inch is that, you know, they're going to do more than just the current license. Mm. Um, but perhaps they just didn't have anything ready. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think the other one was Dynamite too. There was a, the announcement that Dynamite had... Um... Come to some licensing deals to produce merchandise based on their, uh, pr- you know, their licenses, which you know excited a, a lot of people. One person in particular on you know the forum, mm. um, but you know, given the the, the sheer um, like sort of that that vast character um, library that they've now got, in particular the, the classic uh, pulp. Uh, heroes and people like that you know that, that could have been a pretty good opportunity to announce something but I mean it's you know it's not like they actually um, you know said there'll be something coming soon so yeah I don't know I just I thought there might have been uh, a few more exciting things out of those
0: guys yeah yeah uh, I think that there is uh, there's so much to be excited about yeah. um, and it is just a case of you know finding those things that excite you and enjoying it um, I do think that some companies um certainly did better than others in the news reveals display department but Mm. then you know ultimately it's about what actually makes it onto the shelves um and what makes it out looking like actually looking as good in hand as it does there so that that is a the only first only the first part of the the challenge really.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Well, so, were there any other bits and pieces that stood out for you? One that comes to mind for me was the, uh, the Kotabukaya, uh, Kodabukia, uh, rogue statue that's in development. Um, Nice to see, you know, my girl getting some statue love, so I'll be uh, interested to see uh,
0: a final, you know, final product on that or paint it up. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, they they had solicited one in the Danger Room series quite some time ago and then cancelled it, Mm. and this is not that. Yeah. It's a, it's a different piece, and I actually think I like the other one better. Okay. Uh, so, but I mean, I'm not collecting these, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But, um, you know, I I'm I glad that they're coming back to her, and also glad that, um, that line is continuing, mm-hmm. uh, because I love the idea of them. You know, they've got light up features and you know, that that sort of thing. So it's something a little bit different. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was exciting. Um, for me, the, the other thing that I'm not personally like, excited about but i thought was really interesting was um the hot toys doing things like the iron man workbench set um yeah. just as accessories and that sort of thing which i think is obviously there are people that are very invested in that line and in that kind of world and so giving the diorama builders um something uh to go on which actually isn't ter- like it's not terribly expensive it's just over a hundred dollars mm-hmm. um and and also, I thought that the uh, we already knew that the Hall of Armor um, uh, stands, a were coming, but they're actually like just under eighty dollars, which is hot toys cheap. Um, you know, like so, I'm just kind of pleased that to see them doing some kind of cost friendly um, things to help. Collectors of that build nice displays, yep, yep. Um, because that obviously leads to the longevity of the line, etc. And um, I mean, wow! But I can just see some uh, some amazing displays made out of that Hall of Armor stuff. Yeah, can't yeah, wait. Won't be at my house, but can't wait. <laughs> no, not mine either. <laughs> but no, that's All right. good.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this won't be the uh, the last of our San Diego Comic Con discussion because a little birdie says that um, both you and I managed to get our hands on the uh, the Marvel Legends Thanos Imperative. <sighs> we did exclusive set. Yes, I was so fortunate. So, when we both have those in our hot little hands, we'll uh, we'll break them open and uh, yeah, tell you what we think. Woohoo! all right well i think that wraps up our discussion topic and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up
0: spider-man's getting ready to rumble oh no it's doc ock venom and the green goblin fantastic action coming up take that green goblin bam must get out of venom's
1: trap whack time to get out of here catch you later doc ock brand new spider-man action figures out now
0: well, we love it when you talk to us, especially when you say nice things about me. Uh, but we love it even more when you say things about the show that we can read out here. And you can do that through Facebook or Twitter or email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you might just hear it read out. Like the different things that we are reading out tonight, um, which include a tweet, an email, and a Facebook post. So, Ben, over to you, first of all, for the tweet.
1: Yeah, thank you. We got a tweet from Three B 3B, Three B's Toy Hive, uh, who said, "Thanks for the Transformers conversation, episode 126. Great to hear some Transformers love on my favorite toy podcast." Yay! Yes. Well, we have to thank John for that because uh, we don't have a strong Transformers um, presence among the podcast crew. So mm. that was John who organised to get some some Transformers love
0: going. Yep. Very good. And then we also got a message, an email from Derek. Um, and he says, hello, AFB podcast people. So John knows he's not alone. We've started covering, covering Gaim over on our Fan Holes Toku Thursday spinoff series. Um, so this is Derek from the Fan Holes podcast. And he said, I felt bad when John told the story about his store and wife laughing about them. Embrace the love, your love of the citrusy blade wedges of justice, my friend. <laughs> also, I'm a regular listener of the AFB podcast. Hey, and always enjoy the work the entire cast brings to the table. Take care, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, oh, I also, sorry, I mentioned earlier in the show that I recalled someone mentioning a line that Funko hasn't done yet, and I found it on Facebook, and it was Ben Cho, and he said it was The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Yeah, ben. I imagine so. Yeah, so but keep those coming. You know what? What's a, a license that Funko hasn't picked up yet? Just so that we can help them out. You know, our friends at Funko to work out what they should get next. That's right. The Love Boat, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Indeed, indeed. And uh, last one, Ben. All right, and uh, we got a uh, 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 is
1: this a is this a Facebooky one? It it, it is in fact a Facebook a Facebooky one. one from Doug Rapson, uh who said, "Terrific Transformers episode." All due respect to your guests. My jumping on point for kids would have to be Prime. Great show and some fun toys. Love the Wheeljack mold, especially as Dead End, and the Vicon. That was like a foreign language that you just
0: spoke to me. (laughs) That's why we had to have guests on to talk about Transformers.
1: That's right. We need Andy to translate for us. Yes. But anyway, thanks very much,
0: Doug. We appreciate it. Awesome. Well, two-man show. We survived, as always. Yeah. And until next time, we will go away and come back with more toy fun.
1: Yes. Good, Good luck with your financial problems, Argentina.
0: Oh, yeah, God. And, oh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page just in case that price hasn't gone off yet for hitting 10,000 likes. It could Ray, be yours. Not mine. No, not yours. No, not yours. And not yours either, John.
1: Okay, but, i go but, to bed.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, call your mom. Make sure she's okay. Uh, something about, you know, AFB podcast hosts, their relatives and their pets are not eligible to enter. Yeah. 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 Pretty much covered everything there, I hope. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go and buy him. You dropped you out. <sighs> really? No, just there. You just said, I'll just go and buy. <laughs> just like a moment. Unless right. that, is that what you meant to say? Sorry. if you... <laughs> no, no. no, no. <laughs> so you want me to count back in? I'll just go and buy. <laughs> okay. I'll count yeah. back in. Well, this whole show is just some attempt to justify our bizarre um, collecting habits. And so it wouldn't be a show with us to, without... Really? Want to hum humana. hum Yeah. Five, four, three... So we are going to take a break and come right back in a moment with the award of another red card to someone or something in the Troy universe. And you're gone, aren't you, Ben? Fine. I can do the rest of the show by myself. That's no problem.